You're listening to the 40s Project Podcast with no catchphrases, no cheesy quotes, just a couple of average country chicks keeping it real, raw, and sometimes risque. Oh, it's the sounds of harvest at Balaclava. And I live on the main road to the silo, so you might hear that a little bit throughout this podcast. I see you've come all dressed in black today. You everything okay? I'm in mourning over Matthew Perry. Chandler died. Chandler Bing, friends. Yes. It's my favourite show. Like my all time favourite show. Well, yeah, I guess in retrospect. All time favourite show. Yep. I liked it as a kid, but yeah, I I don't I don't see the funny bits in it anymore, which I don't always admit because lots of people are friends, fans, but yeah, no. Yeah, but you don't like Seinfeld either. I don't like anything with stupid, clappy, laughy audiences. That cuts out lots of comedy sitcoms. I hate, I hate sitcoms. Oh, Seinfeld, not funny. Oh, he's hilarious. In a different way. It's funny. When I met Trent, he was a Seinfeld fan and I was a Friends fan. Yeah. And I didn't watch Seinfeld and he didn't watch Friends. But now we both love both. Uh, I, I, I don't know. It really puts me off. I really have trouble watching the live audience stuff. Like but I remember it. Tim the Tall Man Taylor. What, what, oh, no, what was yes. that for home improvements? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But why does the audience always sound the same? Well, I Is get, it recorded, like just a, they're just pressing play on some people clapping well, and they're laughing? they're clapping up. All those shows, though, are recorded in front of a live audience because I think as a comedian to be Do doing you have, to have a special st- laugh because I don't actually hear anyone going, <laughs> <laughs> I don't hear anyone snorting. <laughs> no snorters in the audience. No, and I guess there would be laughter, but I suppose they, they ramp it up if it's not a big laugh or the, the laugh that yeah. they, they wanted. But the performance... You, I as a comedian, how would they perform to nothing? They're performing a script. It's a show. Yeah, but they're not on stage. But that stand up. But they almost are because a lot of that stuff ends up being. Do you know what? They're ad-lib. so not funny. They're telling people when to laugh. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? But I was having a think about it, and I think my disdain for sitcoms and the laughy clappy shit came from a childhood of mash. Oh. <laughs> Oh my god, we don't disagree on much, but we are on different planets when it comes to stuff like this. <laughs> oh, look at that beautiful bird! Oh my god, he's back. That that might be the one I hand read last year. Really? They haven't been back at all. David Attenborough. I know. <laughs> I'm not even an animal person, but my front yard is like a bird sanctuary. They're and very last year, pretty. yeah, they were featherless little things, and they kept falling out. I. I hand read them. Oh, well, now you've got a bird in your bush. He's back and he's in my bush. <laughs> it felt like not long ago we were flicking through the pages of Kaz Cook's Up the Duff. That was the best book. I it's think, the only book I had. Yeah. I didn't same. read all the other shit and, yeah, it was and it was good. It was just enough information. She made a lot of fruit references. I remember having a rock melon. Oh, that's a great. <laughs> yes, it started off as a tiny seed. Yeah. Um, it was very us too. It was raw and honest and just all the shit you yeah. need to know. In the sign of the times, she's just brought out a new book and I think it's time to get up, up the duff off the bookshelf. Oh, that's and, not happening uh, again. And get Kaz Cook's new book, It's the Menopause. It's, yeah, here mm. we go. Didn't seem that long ago, did it? No, but um, Didn't she have another one in the middle? Uh, I think she did have a Raising uh, Kids or Raising Teens. Probably book. should have bought that one. Oh, I think it might be too late for you. <laughs> <laughs> you 
had a good time with your teams oh, lately. Fucking yeah. excellent. Anyway, that's for the Barry Crockers. Ah, um, but yeah. Speaking of menopause, there was some some shit happening that I liked. What there was, was shit happening. There's a menopause policy, or you know, a proposal to have menopause policies in workplaces. And wow. there's World Menopause Day. Well, who knew that? Of course, there's a World Menopause Day. There's a World something every day. It, I would imagine that it, it was in October. Because everything, everything else is <laughs> in October, World Everything Day. So politicians and researchers are calling for major workplace changes and adding, like, extra leave for menopause and menstrual leave because it's something that affects, you know, 50% of the population. Oh, and I'm sure that there's people that actually have to quit their job because, oh, you God, know. Oh, God, it's that, really bad. Because it yeah. goes for so long. You can have seven years of yes. this bullshit going on. They and say that's the average, don't they? Seven either, years. Either feeling like crap or being a snappy bitch, one or the other. Yeah. Oh, and I worked with a girl who had horrible endo yep. and just it just had such an awful time yep. with, with that reproductive health. With their, yeah, um, so people will get... Extra sick days, extra leave. Yeah, yeah. apparently. Well, that's good. I think it's great because, honestly, if men were bleeding out their dick, they would have made that stop. <laughs> Did you just say bleeding out their dick? <laughs> Speaking of men and men's bits, I did an interview with Sholzy yeah. from Balaclava here this week and it was really cool. He was diagnosed with prostate cancer only a couple of months back. He's 53 um, pretty well known around the town yeah. for his his wit and um, He's a funny know, bug. energetic yeah. happiness yeah. and oh, him and Carolyn they're always going every weekend they're just such adventurers they go out and they yeah hit the road and travel and yeah. go to all sorts of places hit yeah. the road yeah and so and it was funny as I was talking to him about his prostate cancer and he said he's um, a bit like us because we don't like the word journey he said oh, no I don't call it a journey this is just another adventure he, he wanted to get the message out that and this is his words it's not a boop boop up at the bazooka anymore <laughs> Because, you know, they had to change it for men because they men would rather die than have someone put their finger up their ass. Mm-hmm. I'd... Well, some men like a finger up their ass. Oh, stop. <laughs> but, you know, women go through a lot, don't they? And they do. I've had more than a boop, boop, boop the bazooka. Yeah. I can tell you that. I've been told to push something out of part. We've had shit shoved up there, shit pulled out of there. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. I was waiting for the day that... Trent had to go and have a finger up his ass because I knew he wouldn't like it. It's mm. terrible. I do love my husband. But, you know, you watched me birth three children and been, you know, ripped mm-hmm. apart and it's like your day will come where you will have mm-hmm. to go to the doctor and have a finger up your ass and that's you're lucky, aren't you? That's the worst thing that's ever going to happen to you. And no, now they've changed no, they it. No, they don't anymore. So, a blood test. So we'll spend all the time on that. But, women, you can still have this awful plastic duck quacked well, up your fucking quiver. <laughs> You might be lucky and get the really cold metal one. It's even better. (laughs) And then a toothbrush shoved up there. (laughs) Don't forget the Mona Lisa that I had. Oh, oh! Remember that was uh, the the uh, little. What was that? It was laser and little pinpricks, like this big metal rod. Oh shit! Fuck. Sorry. (laughs) Here's a little snippet from my chat with Sholzy about his quest to get this message out to the blokes who can't have a football pop the bazooka. And I did find uh, interesting that um, you'd be checking up on your social media pages and things like that and mm-hmm. you'd be getting, you know, quite a few likes, which is really good. Yeah. And, um, you know, the people are having a look. But I noticed, um, I said to Carolyn one day, so, you know, we put something out and I thought, well, this is interesting. All my likes are ladies. Yes. 
And they go, oh, okay, well, that poses a, a, a conundrum for me. Yes. And you go, well, am I getting to the boys? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so I had a bit of a think about how how do we get to the guys mm-hmm. so that it's um, non-invasive, it's, you know, in your own time, it's, mm-hmm. you know, because a lot of the stuff that happens to you through prostate cancer, through surgery or radiotherapy can be quite personal and yeah. um, very, just very embarrassing yeah. and very personal issues that mm-hmm. you don't necessarily talk with when you're having a beer at the pub. Yeah. <laughs> um, unless you're in a, you know, a very comfortable, you know, space. <laughs> yeah. So... I thought, well, you know, and um, I was talking to some people that day and, we were, and I had a bit of a thought. He said, oh, you know, thinking about, you know, how do we get the guys and so we can, you know, mm-hmm. that. And, this, and it came up about those, um, I think it was quite a while ago, it might have been you when you and I were a bit young whippersnappers. <laughs> yeah. The girls probably didn't do it, but the boys did. And they used to have these stickers that they'd stick on the urinals in the toilets that <laughs> were to do with yes. driving. And yeah. you'd hang on them and they'd change colour and the lights would come on and, <laughs> and they'd, they'd say, that we're watching you and all these different things. And you'd say, you'd pee on the sticker. <laughs> do its thing. So, so, oh, and I know, you know, there's advertising in the toilets and you're always going to have something to look at. So, well, bugger it. I'll... Um, Put together my little ditty, which is short and sweet and um, straight to the point, I think, to a degree, and makes <laughs> you think. So we hopped in the car and spoke to the council, said, we go and stick some stickers in your um, toilets. Yeah. And um, and I thought, well, that'll get that big. But, yeah, we might be going. We might as well go to the pub as well <laughs> and, um, and ask them. And so, yeah, so we went through the council area and went to all the public toilets and the hotels and mm-hmm. stuck uh, my posters up in the toilets yep. and um, awesome. that was a day, a big day. I see you get yeah, a little um, snapshot of the Snowtown uh, bank there, did you? Yeah, we got to get that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, my angle is more so trying to make it, I mean, dare I say humorous, <laughs> but make it a little bit more lighthearted so that it does start some conversation and I have found that it does yeah so if you do something a little bit off the wall um <laughs> it um it gets it gets the chins wagging a little bit and then that opens up the conversation I've got a couple of on-screen bobby dazzlers mm, yeah bit been happening well coming up well I haven't seen them yet one I've seen two are coming up Asha Ketty, who was on... Oh, Nina Proudman. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was trying to think of the show name. Offspring. Offspring. God. She's going to be playing Mia Friedman. Oh, wow. Uh, so it's going to be... Well, no, take that back. Loosely based on Mia's memoir that she wrote called Work Strife Balance, yep. which I've not read. Have you read that? No. No. Um, I like Mia. Oh. Very successful. There's, sometimes she shits me off, though. Doesn't everyone? You know. Yeah, true. The other one, which I'm looking forward to, and it's on Binge, is got, it's a film adaptation of How to Make Gravy, the yeah. Paul Kelly song. That oh, is my God. Super exciting because I was only thinking the other day, it won't be long and it's gravy day. Yeah. 
well, someone was telling me that their birthday, I was one of Macy's friends. Oh, birthday's 21st of December. And I said, oh, Grammy Day. day. And she said, what? I said, oh. hang on. And Macy's like, hang on, Mum will play it to you because you have to oh, know yeah, about Gravy Australian Day. Even Australian if you don't know Gravy Day. I know. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It'll be interesting to see who plays all the characters and stuff. Because yeah, so it's such a story. You know, like it's Paul Kelly tells stories when he sings. He does. He just sing a tune. Oh, so hang on. Let's try and picture what this this show's going to look like. Hey, Dan. It's Joe here. <laughs> And it's always, you know, we love that song because there's lots of our family members named in that yes. song. Um, but say, so, uh, oh, who's who's playing in it? Like Hugo Weaving is oh, in it, I and I'm, I'm, love Hugo. I'm wondering whether Hugo Weaving is going to be the guy that's in jail. Ah, oh, mm. I never imagined he'd be that old. Do you think? Yeah, I did. Ah, I don't know. Or maybe he's he? Roger because he's even going to miss God. Roger because there's sure as hell no one in there who wants to fight. Kate Mulvaney. Oh, that was something else I watched with Kate Mulvaney in it. I can't think what it's called. That's great podcasting. Well done. Okay, so, so Hugo Weaving and Kate Mulvaney are probably the lead yep. situations. So Kate. Well, who's she going to be? Dolly? Mary? <laughs> I don't know. She's not going to be Angus. <laughs> It's not something I'd usually watch, but my sister recommended it for me, so I'm just watching Beckham. <gasps> Brilliant. Really? Oh, my God, I watched it. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. I was really surprised. Well, yeah, so am I. I'm not full way through it, but I am a bit glued going, oh, like, you know, there's so much more to these stories than you really know. Yeah, and I just thought he was a dumb dickhead that could, you know, was good with a ball. Congratulations, mate. But there was, you know, more to it. there's more to the story. And I actually put Victoria Beckham... In, in a fairly good light. I mm. saw her in a really good way. Because I actually thought the same with her, but just not good with the ball. <laughs> <laughs> what, just, I don't know, what, what a spice dickhead was that she? Couldn't sing? She was posh spice. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. know. But it actually, you know, it put her in a, in a, yeah. in a better light than what I had seen her in the past. And, yeah. yeah, no, it's fascinating. But, you know, it still begs the question, why... And it's a, it seems like a worldwide thing, well, the Western world. Why do we celebrate people that are good with balls? <laughs> I don't get it. We put them on a pretty high pedestal, don't we? Well, anyone that's good at any sport. Yeah. Like, like dumb cunt, but God, he can jump. Yeah. And we we have these competitions where it's like we celebrate, oh, you can jump the highest and you can run the <laughs> fastest and we're going to – you're the best Australian in the world because – you can kick a ball real good. Let's pay you an absolute yes. fortune. We'll give you a, a Queen's Honour as well award. <laughs> I've never understood it. I've never understood it. I'm not, I, I don't get sport and why it's so. You spend a lot of your time at the sport. I so. spend a lot of time. I've got these sporty boys and I just, they love it and I love watching them because they love it. But I just sit there and go, the I don't, f- yeah, I don't get it. I must say I've um, quite a few times I've been at the local footy and, you know, that's the only time you see these blokes not in their workplace or wherever and, yeah. you know, it's it's three, 2 o'clock on a Saturday so I've got to stop what I'm doing, pull up stuff, so I've got to put little shorts on, <laughs> and the stripy, stripy guernsey. With my knee-high socks. My knee-high socks. I'm going to whack these shoes on with the funny little sprigs in the bottom and I'm going <laughs> to pat everyone on the bum. We're all going to get together. We're going to run around on the grass. <laughs> and chase a ball that's not even shaped like a ball. <laughs> Sport, 
It's a fucking conundrum. <laughs> I got a couple of Barry Crockers, and the first one is the fucking guy next door who's obviously got a, a job driving a truck. And he wants to tell his kids every morning that he's up. So at six o'clock when he goes past in the cement truck, he gives them a big old oh. trucky honk. You slash that bastard's tyres. Oh, <laughs> I'm so mad. Don't, because now everyone will know it was you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um, but, yeah, even the kids are waking up. I'm like, what the fuck? Stop it. Yeah. You need to leave him a little note. Big deal, mate. You know, I, I was awake writing shit until 3 a.m., Maybe you need to toot your horn when you finish your yeah. awesome article. Finish. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I have more Barry Crockers. They're a little bit worse than that. Um, that's just an, an irrit, really. <laughs> um, I've got to be careful with this one, but I found myself in a situation recently where I had to call triple zero, mm-hmm. and that's not something... Don't do that every day. Don't do that every day. And clearly I live a very fortunate life not to be Mm. someone that has had to call triple zero very often. And I maybe I was under the false assumption that when you call triple zero. Like someone comes and turns up. Someone comes. And, you know, we know that we live in the country, so we know it's not Mm going to happen straight away. But, you know, I found myself um, when I rang triple zero, someone else had also rang triple zero. So I knew that there was two calls being made. Wow, for the same. For the same incident. Um, I felt a little bit of a, a safety net when I got there um, and, you know, no emergency services was there, thinking, well, it won't be long and they'll be back up here. Um, and um, so I sort of put, put myself in a situation where, you know, I know that this is this could be pear-shaped, but I know that the police yeah, yeah. should uh-huh. soon be here and I didn't come at all. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. And how does that even happen? Can I? Can you make a complaint about that? Or yeah, well, I can, but it happens because of the complete and utter lack of resources that we have in South Australia and probably all of Australia. But um, it, so what? So what were they expecting that there'd be three, four, five, six, seven phone calls so that they go, oh, okay, we need to get to that now? No, well, like, I think it's triaged. From what I gather, it's triaged and. Um, I sure as hell, if I have to ring triple zero again, I'll make up some elaborate lie that I've just been stabbed and I've probably only got five minutes to live and I might go to the top of the line. But, I mean, you can see when you look like it's a priority list. And I understand that part, but then to never then ever address that. Well, apparently I did make some phone calls the next day because I was pretty upset about it. There was an ambulance arrive. Okay. Three hours after the call. Oh, great. So, you know, I mean, they could could have just come with a hearse as well because, um, you know, if there was a situation unfolding, you know, three hours. Yeah, and they don't know. Sorry, but Mm. too little, too late. And, you know, it was very hard because I know it's not their problem. Like it's obviously a a funding problem, a, you know, finding people to do the jobs. I don't know. And I did say, yeah, they did tell me that, oh, because ambulance had been in um, attendance. Um, okay. That you know that was ticked off of the police. But the wait, the time. Oh, wow, yeah, really scary. And I've been listening to, um, I've been listening to some true crime podcasts mm. lately. And you know, you just go, oh, how can this happen? And you know, it's ten years later, and they haven't even found the bloke. Yeah, yeah. Because you can do anything you like, and there's just no one. It yeah. seems like lots of things just slip through. Yeah, don't they? Like, well, 
the Teacher's Pet podcast, which is, you know, world famous now, mm. that would have never been investigated or, I mean, I think there was efforts to be, but really what got it going was um, Hedley Thomas, who's a journalist who investigates stuff, and I say that because I can't say investigative Investigative. Investigative. Oh, okay. Okay, I don't know. One yeah, of them. That's tricky. Um, and, and that would have never been. Mm. Oh, and very similar to um, Beenham Valley Road, which I'm listening to at the moment. Mm. Like it had just been left. Yeah, I yeah. guess they hit the dead ends and there's no resources to. But listening to some of these, so they didn't hit dead ends. They didn't uh, even go down that street. Ah, uh, okay. Mm, which yeah. is really sad because yeah. I bet you bottom dollar if I drove down the street right now with no seatbelt on, I'd cop myself a $350 fine. That's what gives you the shits, isn't mm. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so, yeah, that scared the shit out of me, really. Um, and, yeah, obviously it is a crisis and, you know, we knew that. Like we knew, you know, for years we've had ambulance ramping here and mm. um, like I did an article, um, which I think I've spoken about before, on the local, you know, everybody is volunteers here apart from the cops. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. a volunteer and they're covering massive, massive regions. Yeah. You know, CFS volunteers, you know, trained in um, firefighting, uh, mm. going to responding to ambulance call outs because there's no ambulance. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It is a crisis and I don't like it. <laughs> How do we fix it? I know. We'll t- talk to Sholzy and see if he's got any ideas. Sholzy <laughs> <laughs> will fix it. <laughs> we have been head down bum up in our business, Greater mm-hmm. SA, and well done. We've been working fucking hard. We've been. Yeah, it's dedication. It's very much dedication. You see the state of my house, it's a bit dirty, but anyway. It, and tomorrow we're getting interviewed for a podcast. <gasps> no, I'm a little bit. Yeah, that'll be interesting because we do a lot of <laughs> pausing <laughs> through this. And don't we? we do a lot of. We do a lot of stuff up, so we swear a bit. Yeah, a lot tonight, of. Like a bit of whoopsie and burp and. <laughs> speak for yourself. Whatever. <laughs> No, I oh know we're gonna to have to watch our our mouths a little bit because we're gonna to have to rehearse. But something. we know how because generally we don't swear like sailors in the street. No, this is true. We can control ourselves. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> but that's pretty cool. So, um, for those of you who don't know, Melissa, Melissa, <laughs> Melissa and I quit our jobs. We uh, Abby had an idea. Oh, I did have a great <laughs> idea. I've got a lot of good ideas. Call me an ideas person. <laughs> We quit our jobs and we started a business called Greater SA because we both have a passion for regional South Australia, for writing and for community. So our business looks like uh, it's a website and each day we we write and we pop up stories on our social medias linked to our website on every region, country region in South Australia. So there might be yeah, human interest stories. They can be events. It was pretty event heavy. There's a lot yes, of regional a lot events. Of event. Gosh, we've got some. Once you start digging, aren't the regions, oh, it's amazing oh. what is going on and how much is happening and we're never short of no. um, content really. Oh, uh, there is just, a lot. Like SA, yeah, uh, you know, I've always known it's a great place but this just solidifies like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. wow, yes. like, We've got the outback. We've got the the best beaches. We've got everything. And I'll quote Sholzy because you know, I'm a bit of a Sholzy fan at the minute. <laughs> um, who likes to go out every weekend and and explore and do stuff? He said, "There's so much shit to do. Just get out there and do shit." Yeah. So yes. yeah, and we want to yeah just bring that to a new a new platform. 
things are changing. We want it to be easily accessible, free to read, popping up there and for people to sort of get inspiration from other regions, give regions a bit more of a platform to go outside of their own area. Mm. And And um, an alternative, a new modern alternative for regional businesses too. And, and, you know, the businesses that don't aren't necessarily, you know, Tourism or yes. restaurants, the or little wineries, people. like the little people. Where yeah. does the where does the yeah. electrician decide to tell his? Story? You know, yeah. every yeah. business, every person has a Not story. That I get excited about writing a story no, about no. the electrician. Well, maybe I'll do the electrician story, but you know, like just <laughs> that idea of being accessible and celebrating, yeah, everybody, the, everybody, yeah. not just yeah, yeah the big, the big wigs. Yeah. So, and we love it. We're really enjoying it. We've got a lot to learn. I keep joking about this, but um, spam in a can is not that bad. <laughs> I nearly bought you a can of spam the other day. Actually, I was shopping and saw spam and I went, I should buy her some spam. <laughs> but, you know, all businesses start somewhere and we're really happy with how yeah. ours are going. Um, so, I don't know. Yeah, if you haven't checked it out, do so. Like it. Read the stories. Read the stories. Read yeah. the stories. Yeah. They're really good. They are. Sometimes you put lots of work into it. I and you know. want Someone read it. Please. <laughs> But they are. People are reading it. We had one yeah, story there that had a thousand people read it, yeah. and yeah, there's been some. And some that is fantastic because you can't necessarily check in a print publication how many people are reading your story. Um, this is, you know, the thousand people that clicked on that story all wanted to read, read that, that story, story, and they all read it. So yeah. look at us go, hey, <laughs> woo! But i got to say, it's very cool to get my head out the laptop and uh, have a little chat with Phil. Yeah, it's good. I love it. It's good. We haven't done it for such I a know. long time. It and is. It's, we always laugh when we yeah. do this. And we don't it's even give fun. a shit if no one's listening. Yeah, no, look. No. Because, yeah. yeah, it's a good belly laugh. Yeah. It feels good. It's light. It's good therapy. It's, it's our therapy. Therapy. Mm-hmm. It's therapy with Phil. Mm-hmm.